Today, we're gonna talk about everything you want to know about Amazon images, product photography, even 3D imaging. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. As FBA business owners, we've put thousands of hours of hard work into growing our businesses. But what happens when you've grown the business as much as you can and don't have the time or resources to take it to that next level? Enter Thrasio. Thrasio has acquired over 125 Amazon businesses from owners just like you. With more than 600 experts at the top of their field in brand management, growth marketing, creative, and supply chain, Thrasio's operating team can grow your business exponentially. Once you've sold your business, simply celebrate a lucrative exit and watch your personal wealth grow while your brand flourishes in Thrasio's portfolio. To connect with Thrasio's deal team, visit thrasio.com slash helium10. That's T-H-R-A-S-I-O dot com slash helium10 for more information on if your brand is a good fit for Thrasio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon or Walmart world. We're definitely going to be talking about some strategies that you guys have sent in a lot of questions about, and that's about photography. But before we introduce our our guests, I wanted to um, give a give a quick shout out to my to my team. So actually, as I'm recording this now, I'm still on a, kind of a leave. You guys haven't seen me much around, you know, social media and things like that. Um, so first of all, shout out to my, the, the company Helium Ten. You know, they have a very uh, cool program where you know once you've been at the company a couple of years, you can take a, a one month sabbatical. Which you know, me being a workaholic, I never really wanted to do that. But uh, you know, family emergency uh, came up. Um, and still dealing with that, but you know, I had to take some time away from work. So I guess you know, the, one of the first takeaways is is make sure you guys know your your priorities, right? You know, work is important. You guys are Amazon sellers, Walmart sellers. It's important. You're in this space that you have a regular job. It's important. But always remember, you know, family family can problems could could come up, and it should come first. All right. So just know when to to, to step away, and that's important. And and thankfully, I work for a company that you know uh, allows me to do that. The second thing is, you know, before I'm not like, you know, maybe two years ago, I'm not sure what I've done. If this thing happened, like, I don't even know how I could have taken off of work because I was doing so much and I was kind of like a one man team. But now I got a, a pretty cool team where I was just able to, to step away the last few weeks and they kind of just like completely pick up the slack. So I uh, hope I don't forget anybody, but want to give a shout out to Carrie. Carrie's been here on, on the podcast. She's really been helping out a lot lately. Uh, the other evangelists on the team, uh, Lem, Shivali. And uh, Adriana and Marcus, our two new international podcasts, by the way, quick uh, shout out to them. Make sure that if you're a German speaker or a Spanish speaker, check out their Serious Sellers podcast, Auf Deutsch, or Serious Sellers podcast in Espanol on any podcast player. You can you can hear them you know, do the Serious Sellers podcast there in that language. Mel and Nico in the background helping out as well. And of course, our guest today is Leilama. So shout out to, the, to, to my team. Hope I didn't forget uh, anybody. And Leilama actually is an interesting story because she's been on this podcast before, but not as a Helium 10 employee. She was working for an AMZ One Step at the time, which is an agency that is that's in, actually in the Helium 10 Trusted Partner directory. And she she came on to give her expertise and she wrote some blogs all about product photography. And now she's one of our evangelists here at our team. So I wanted to like invite her back to talk a little bit more uh, about photography and anyways, welcome her like her first solo podcast as a guest. She was with her brother the last time. 
Uh, Leilama, how's it going? Hello, hello. So happy to hear as a member of Helium 10 now. <laughs> yes, yes. And now you are actually coming to us uh, on location. You usually you know, live here in North America, but right now, where are you at? I'm in Pakistan right now, so a completely different side of the world. Um, yes, yes. Your brother um, uh, got married a few weeks ago, and, and thankfully, I was uh, invited to that to that wedding. I, I went there, and and just you know, before we get into the, the photography, you know, quick quick funny story, guys. So last month, you know, I, I went to Pakistan and, and I did a seminar with the enablers group, and and then of course, you know, the main reason there was to go to the uh, to go to the wedding uh, there in Peshawar. Now. Peshawar, first of all, let me just tell you guys, it's a beautiful place. You know, I've never been to a place in Pakistan I didn't like, but I, I really love the uh, the weather there and and great sights. But there's history in that city I did not know about. But let me just tell you guys, you know, things happened before in the past, and that's one of the reasons why I like going to Pakistan is because it's not like it's not like it was back in the day where it's really you know unsafe. Like I never felt unsafe. I didn't even have like guards or anything this time. I was walking around the in the um, you know, just in the market, it's totally, totally cool. Everybody's super nice. Like we, we had to, I had to get like a, an outfit for the wedding. And then, so they took me to the market and the vendors, they just gave it to me for free. They're like, Oh no, no, we can't take your money. You're like a visitor to our country. I'm like, what in the world? Like there's hospitality here, guys in Pakistan that, that is unprecedented. But the funny story is anyway. So when Leilama was in the office, um, the helium 10 office a week before, um, I, or a couple weeks before, uh, the wedding, she was. She knew I was going to give a, a seminar there, an Amazon seminar, and so her and her sister Omama were like asking, "Hey, where, where's that seminar at?" And then I showed them like the um, the kind of advertisement for it, and yeah. I, I forgot what it was called, like Sophia Hall or or something Sabrina. Hall, Sabrina, 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 Sabrina <laughs> Hall. And like, wow, that's so that what a coincidence. That's like the same place where um, the wedding is going to be. I was like, well, that makes sense. You know, this is a smaller town, and maybe you know, maybe there's not that many wedding halls. So I was like, whoa, that that's like. That's like so cool. I'm going to be at the same place like, you know, two days in a row. And so anyway, so so come the day of the wedding, I was, you know, going out in the market, like I said, with, with the enablers uh, group and they were helping me buy an outfit and everything. And so I just stuck with them and they're like, yeah, we'll give you a ride to the um, to the wedding hall. And so I was like, okay, cool. So we went to the wedding hall and then the, I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Like, you know, you can just leave me out here. Like, well, we, want, we want to make sure you're okay. So we went in and I was texting Saddam, who's Lama's uh, brother. I was like, all right, I'm here. So he's like, okay, yes, go to the, um, you know, you can get in through like the women's side. So like, I guess in, in the Pakistani weddings, it's kind of like a little bit of segregation, like the women and and the men. Um, and so I was there in the middle and I was like peeking in and I didn't see Leilama and her phone was not working on, on and her sister Omama's phone was not working. So I was like texting them and they, they didn't reply. And then it said, I was like, no, no, somebody will come out to get you. So I was waiting there for like 30, 40 minutes. And then you're seeing every, everybody's like looking at this, this guy, like, what's this guy doing here? And then so finally, the one guy I was with, he's like, Let, let's go ask somebody. So we asked somebody and they were like, yeah, we can't find Saddam. And, and, and people were like, Saddam? <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, I was getting worried. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And then so we walk in, they're like, they take me to the father of the groom, right? And, uh, of this wedding that I've been in. And then, so they're like, yeah, who are, who are you here for? I'm like, yeah, Saddam, you know, this is his wedding, right? And they're like, do you have a picture of him? And so I show the father, like my cell phone picture of me and said he's like that's not my son I'm like, what? <laughs> i was like i've been in the wrong wedding the funniest like part to me was the fact that you named the guy and the father still wanted a picture yeah he was like i still need sure. a picture who knows maybe his name was saddam too i'm not sure yeah. anyway so the, the the father of the groom was like oh yeah come stay and he feel I'm like no 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 i gotta i gotta i gotta find the right place and so 
we found out that Sabrina, there's two Sabrina wedding halls in, in there in Peshawar. And I was at the one where, yes, the, the next day I was giving the Amazon seminar, but then finally got to the right place. And I, I got there at the right time. Like it was literally right when Leilama was doing a, a choreographed dance with her sister for <laughs> for her brothers. Really, really cool. Great food. Great people. But anyways, we're not here to talk about my 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 Pakistani wedding adventures. But there's a quick story of how I got to go to two weddings, my first two Pakistani weddings in, in one day. By the way, the word Leilama I, I learned while I was there, there's two words that everybody, mm-hmm. I think it's, um. everybody said, oh, you look like you are a Patan or a Pashtun Patan. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I Does that am. mean like I'm from Peshawar? Like I look like I could have been from there, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. But anyways, we're not here, we're not, we're not here to talk about that. So you know let's what, Bradley, about, there's like a key takeaway from that story and that's on uh-huh. branding, what we're going to be talking about. So you need to differentiate yourself as a brand, right? That's what I thought about when you told me about it. I like it. I like that. Let's talk about, you know, one of the ways to differentiate yourself is with your product images, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So we're going to go from A to Z. We're going to have some advanced stuff, but but let's start off with just the beginner stuff. Let's just talk about Amazon product images in a nutshell. Like what are the different types that, or the different kind of, you know, classifications of, of, of product images? Right. So um, usually, you know, you can fill up the space with about nine images, but a lot of people like to go for it. You, you should at least go for the minimum seven images. And the first one uh, is the main image, which is, you know, if you want to be compliant with the terms of service, you want to make sure that it's on a plain white background and, uh, you know, it's really product focused. And the rest of the six slots are left for infographics and lifestyle images. Now, infographics uh, are basically a combination of text and visuals. So you're kind of like creating an ad banner for your product where you kind of uh, explain to your audience what the features of your product are, how, how to use your product maybe, and how you are different from your competition. So a lot of things that you can cover in infographic images. And there's like a bunch of um, types that fall under that category. And the last type is lifestyle images, which is basically showcasing your product being used um, so that your audience can kind of relate to your product and see themselves, you know, using that product. So that's kind of the main purpose of lifestyle image. And um, is, these are the three main types. Um, again, we're, we can cover in depth what like an infographic image could entail. There's like different kinds of them where you could either talk about the dimensions of your product, what your set includes, um, again, attributes that could set you apart from your competition and, um, you know, just uh, a plethora of different ways to go about that. Now, sometimes you can almost combine lifestyle and infographic. Like like you just mentioned one that shows the dimensions. Like that does not have to be necessarily another white background image that just shows the, the I, I could do that, but I could take like a, a lifestyle image and then just overlay dimensions like, like that, right? That's correct, yeah. And, and I think we misunderstand the idea of infographics in the sense that it doesn't have to be on a white background. The only picture that needs to be on the back, white background is your main image. And in fact, it's actually better if you put it on a different background. Let's say it's a kitchen product. You want to put it 
on um, marble countertop, for instance, or something that maybe has like a rustic look. Maybe you could place it on like a wooden background. So yeah, it is like a combination of that. But if there's text involved, then that would definitely be categorized as an infographic image. Okay. What is your opinion on what's more important or are they kind of equal? Like, you know, you know, sh- should I, should I focus, like put all my effort into like making the most incredible infographic, uh, and then, you know, maybe have a lifestyle image if I have time or should I like, Hey, in absolutely almost every circumstance, unless I'm selling like some kind of widget or screw or some kind of industrial product, should I always have, do you think I should always have both infographics and, um, and the lifestyle images? I think the breakdown of your lifestyle and infographic images would really depend on the product category that you're selling. So, for instance, if you have a product that needs a lot of information, that has a lot of features, or maybe it's kind of hard to understand how to use that product, you want to go for more infographic images. And then maybe one or two lifestyle images to kind of show the customer, you know, to inspire them to kind of use your product. But uh, so, for instance, we had a backpack which had like a USB charging port, different anti-theft uh, zips. So that's a lot of features, right? In that case, I would definitely go for more infographic images as opposed to lifestyle images. Okay, you know, let's talk about that that backpack. Um, that was a project I had given you and. And you know this this wasn't this isn't an, necessarily an Amazon you know we're trying to make money on Amazon by selling a helium ten backpack but what we had done is we had actually sent it in for uh, multi channel fulfillment because we send it to you know some podcast guests and we send it to our employees and things but like hey it's there in Amazon Let, let's make a listing for it so so how did you how did you tackle that project like as far as from the 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 how to get you know the main image and the, and then the lifestyle images and and deciding which infographics. Uh, that you were going to do. Walk us through your your process of what you did there. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've actually written a blog on that, which will be coming out soon. And it was a really fun project because um, I kind of I have a background in photography, um, so I kind of took the pictures myself and I modeled myself. So it was a lot of fun that way. But what we did, I, what I kind of did was do exactly what you would do if you were dealing with an agency. So you kind of come up with an image plan is what I like to call it. An image plan entailing the different props that you want to use, the locations that you want to shoot at, and you know just uh, what kind of features you want to cover. So I made a plan of that. You know, obviously, I didn't have to plan for models because I modeled myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, just uh, keeping keeping in mind all those features that you want to highlight, and then planning an image according to that. So again, like I said, there were a lot of features that had to be covered with a backpack. So, you know, it had like different uses. You could use it for work, for schoolwork. So I kind of dressed up like a schoolgirl and, you know, like in a professional way. And I kind of showcased different features for it. Um, and then... Wait, wait, so if, you, was, if you were the model, who, who took the pictures? I, I simply put my camera on a tripod and, you know, in the like, middle I'm, of the road. Like put a timer? Yeah, with a timer, and that's how I took the picture. Oh, so, I mean, okay. if, if someone doesn't want to go with a professional agency, they could do that themselves yeah. as well. It's as simple as that. But, uh, yeah, you want to keep in mind what material you want to cover in the pictures and then plan the pictures according to that. Okay, interesting. Now, now you know, you actually, I don't know if I, I made this clear or not, or people didn't hear your other episode, but you, you are actually a professional photographer yourself. Now, not everybody is. 
professional photographer. So like, you know, for you, it was a no brainer. Like, okay, we, we don't, I'm not going to hire an outside agency to, to go do this. You know, um, I can get this white background image. I can get these, you know, lifestyle images. And then, you know, maybe I can send it out to, to somebody to do some, some Photoshop and things later. Mm-hmm. But what if I'm not a professionally trained photographer, you know, like you are, and, and I'm just, you know, like I have, I wouldn't know the difference of, of a, a Lumix camera to a Sony to a, what is a lens? Like, I don't know none of this stuff. Does that mean that I absolutely need to outsource or is there a circumstance where maybe if I had some, a really nice like iPhone 12 or whatever is the latest iPhone that has a nice camera, like I could actually take care of some of these images with, with mm-hmm. a, a cell phone. Yeah, I mean, it all boils down to the quality of your pictures, right? You want to come across as a professional brand. So as long as the picture quality is good, you're good to go. And again, the planning, you could also do it on your own. You don't need to be a photographer. What I used for my project was um, the Review Insights tool. So I kind of got information through that, seeing what people are saying in the different reviews, the points that they would like me to cover when they when they see a backpack list and right. So that was one of the tools I used. I went to my competition's Q&A section and I saw the kind of questions people had. So keeping those things in mind, all the data that I collected from there, I kind of planned my pictures around that. And again, like I said, it just boils down to quality. So you could literally use any camera. And once you have the pictures planned out, I'm sure it'll come out great. Okay, so you mentioned before, hey, you know, try and do depending on the category, sometimes it's six, seven, eight, eight images, your shoots that you did, like, you know, I'm sure you, you ended up with like seven images or whatever. And by the way, guys, if you guys want to check out this, um, this listing, just to, just to see what she did and, and, and her debut as a helium 10, uh, backpack model, uh, just go to amazon.com and, and type in helium 10 backpack. I'm sure it'll come up, but those last seven or seven, I don't know how many are in there, seven, eight, how many actual shots do you think you, you took 20? 30, 40, and then that you narrow down to, to that number? For each picture, I would say I took about four pictures. So that would, so if I had a total of seven images, seven and four, that would be 28 pictures. So I kind of narrowed it down to seven at the end. Um, I, I took four for each picture just so I could make sure that the focus on all of them was perfect. I, w- I had posed the right way or let's say the product feature that I was trying to demonstrate in that picture was prominent, right? Yeah. Okay. So now what was the the next step? Like, did you outsource like the editing of it? Did you handle it yourself? Uh, you know, like putting the words on the infographics or, or you know, Photoshopping uh, yeah. you know, your facial blemishes if you had, and I'm just, I'm just yeah. but like, who, who does that kind There's- of stuff? There's, there's a lot of ways to go about it. I mean, if you know how to use Photoshop, you can probably do it yourself or, you know, you can uh, use the app Canva. But uh, what I did was I went for our editing team in-house and you can kind of use different agencies for that or even find like a freelance editor on, mm-hmm. let's say, Upwork, Fiverr. There's different uh, freelancing websites where you can find these editors. And if you give them the correct instructions, they will most probably get the editing right in one to two goes. And so what I did was I put these pictures together and I made a whole document which had 
all these instructions in there. So I would put a picture in there and next to it, I would kind of write different instructions like, okay, um, clean up the backpack a bit because when you're taking a high quality picture, you will sometimes see dust on the product. So clean Mm -hmm. up dust from the backpack or, you know, um, Photoshop out whatever part, if I saw like some blurriness or something. And then if I wanted text for the infographic, I would say, write so-and-so text in such and such font. Um, You know, this needs to be uppercase, this needs to be lowercase. So you need to be very specific about your instructions. And once you hand it out to them, you know, there's the quality that comes back is surely, you know, one that doesn't require many revisions. Okay. Now, something you mentioned earlier was about like, you know, um, you know, m- making images looking branded and, and you know, differentiating yourself, uh, things like that. Like, is that a strategy used for this backpack or, or just can you explain that? Like, how do you make an image look branded and why would you even want to do that? Well, you're, and if you look at it this way, you're a brand on Amazon, right? So if you were to look at brands outside of Amazon, even, you see that their pictures are really branded, professional looking. And when you come across that as a shopper, as a customer, you just that just instills more trust and confidence in that particular brand. So if you give them that branded experience, what I've noticed is a lot of the people who will come across your listing are more likely to go for you as opposed to another competition that just looks not so branded, well-branded. Um, So that's why I think one, branding is important. And two, the way to go about looking like a proper brand, I would say is, you know, everyone has, when you create your logo, you've got your uh, branding color. So in the backpacks case, we had the Helium 10 logo, which is white and blue. So a lot of the text you will see there is in white and blue. That's the only text I use, by the way. And the colors that I use for props, for instance, for my outfits were very in line with that, or I try to keep it to a minimal so that these colors would pop up a bit more. And there were also infographics where I put the backpack against a blue background or like a grayish background to enforce those branding colors. And lastly, I I think I would also keep the pictures in like a looking in a similar color palette or looking cohesive just so that it looks like it all belongs to one particular brand and it's not a mess, you know, one in orange, okay. one, one in blue. So it just yeah. gives it that tad bit more professionalism. Okay. Now these images, and again, I, I suggest guys looking at that on on Amazon. Um, please don't click on. No, we don't have sponsored ads. I was going to say don't click on sponsor. We don't have sponsored ads for it. But just find it, just so you can kind of visualize what we're talking about here. But let those exact images, you know, you made your 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 full photo shoot you did, and then now you know you had outsourced that, but inside our, our Helium Ten company, because we have graphic designers here to to get that done. Let's just say I, I'm you know, this was a random person's backpack and they're an Amazon seller. Like how much would they have paid for the, those photo shoots, the original photo shoots to get the raw images? And then how much would it have been to, to do those edits that, that, that our team did? Usually what, what I would say is that, you know, when you're outsourcing to an agency, to a freelancer, whatever, their costs are going to be pretty much the same. So, Uh, The first step would be to find the right studio for your product. So it needs to have 
the particular settings for your lifestyle images, as well as a white background for your main image. So you need to find a studio like that. Um, if they don't have it in studio, they would probably get an Airbnb. So the cost kind of comes down to like three to 400 um, for the studio or Airbnb that you're renting as well as the white background studio space. So you either way have to rent out two different studio spaces, right? And then there's models involved. Um, so depending on how many models you want, usually uh, you need to pay them a minimum of three hours and their hourly rate can really vary, sometimes about $50. Sometimes they'll, uh, you know, uh, charge by the day. So depends on that. Again, they all have very different pricing. Um, that would be one, a part of the cost and then editing in itself, like going through the infographics for them to brand your images and kind of take a look at the, selecting the typography and all of these things. I think it comes down to about 1500 to 2000 for like a complete seven to nine image set. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I can, I mean, the answer is it varies, you know, depending on what, uh, you want, but it can get, it can get pretty expensive, but you know, yeah. guys, this is not. This is not one of those places where you want to cut corners, just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to save some money and not get an inspection uh, on my product. No, no, no. That's not where you want to save money. No, I'm going to save money and not get this uh, quality check. No, no. Uh, images mm -hmm. and photography is another one of those ones that if you have the means, you, you definitely want to to make it as as good as, uh, you know, make sure to budget enough for it. Now, then if I'm just taking the images myself, that part, that would save the big chunk. And then just the just the editing, especially if I'm using like a, you know, freelancers or, or one of those websites, mm -hmm. that would probably be fairly inexpensive, right? Because, you know, usually sometimes yeah. those work, you can get from like four to six or $7 an hour, right? Yeah. Or, or sometimes they charge 20 to $50 per image. So it really depends on how much Photoshop work is involved and all of these things, right? Considering different okay. factors, again, would depend on the product. Now, one thing you didn't have, or I mean, I don't think, I, I would assume you didn't have too, too much experience on because it's not, you know, I know the company you work for used to do it, but, but 3D imaging. So, so another project that you were working on is like, Hey, let's take some of these coffin shelf or, or our original Manny's Mysterious Oddities Project X coffin shelf, and let's do some, some 3D imaging for it. Now, 3D Im imaging has come a long ways. You know, there's back in the day, you know, where, where people think of 3D images and it looks like something like completely fake, but but it seems like nowadays, sometimes if, if it's a really good render, you can't even really tell it's not photography, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, what 3D renders basically are, it's uh, a process of creating 3D dimensional models from 2D drawings, right? And they really add that high definition and that it has that element of realism in it. So... A lot of the times, I mean, really depending on the kind of product you have, but sometimes it can even be better than a real life photography, you know, because it gives you like a really clean, high definition result. So again, it boils down to what kind of a product you have. In our case, it was a coffin shelf and it worked out really well. I think the images came out great. Okay. So, so guys, you know, you, you can actually check, um, there's going to be a blog about this as well. I'm not sure if it's out yet, but all, all these blogs she's talking about will be at helium10.com forward slash blog. But you can actually check, you know, you know, look up, you know, um, Manny's Mysterious Artie's Coffin Shelf on Amazon. Now, that one we do have sponsored ads. So, guys, please don't <laughs> mess up our PPC spend uh, in our ACOS. But um, but but check that check that out. Uh, we did with um, is it Fade Visuals is the name of the company? Yes, it's Fade yeah, so Visuals. Fade Visuals. 
fade visuals. Um, they did some really nice uh, renders, and, and and we did some 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 tests. Do, do you remember offhand? Like, I think the only one we, we we kind of like split tested was that main image, like changing out the main image that used to be just a generic, you know, product photography white background, and then we changed it to the uh, to a three D image. Do you remember what the um what the specs were on on how that that increased our um our yeah. click through? Um. I think it, it went, our conversions went up by, from 10% to five, 15%. So it, there was a 5% increase in that too, within like, uh, I believe a two week period was yeah. when we were monitoring our conversions. Yeah. So, I mean, guys, I mean, that may be not, you know, even 1% guys, that, that's something, you know, like, especially yeah. if you're, you're selling hundreds of these things a year, like, you know, like we are, um, any little bit helps, but you know, 5%, it's just kind of like incredible. And, and it's what you might have to do. Like, like we, for the, for the longest time, we were just like the main, we were the only coffin shelf, you know, but, but as competition comes on, you're going to have to keep kind of evolving your strategy guys. And this is not just about images, but you know, keywords and your PPC strategy and your listing, you, you should opt re-optimize it and things. So don't just, you know, have the same exact listing that you had two years ago. I mean, if you're a market share, if, if you're still the only player in the game, you know, yeah, maybe you don't need to do anything, but, but nine times out of 10, I would assume that, you know, new players are coming in and they're using keywords you didn't think of They're They have better looking images than yours and you gotta, you gotta step up uh, your game. Now, what would be some situations where you think, nah, nah, you should not use 3d rendering for, for your Amazon product? Well, uh, I think I would start with answering what kind of products would be suitable for it. Okay. For the most part, it's like uh, products with packaging that have like a box in it or, or a bottle, for instance, supplements, stuff like that. Or if you wanted like an exploded product view where, you know, the product materials kind of distanced from each other. Or if you have reflective products or anything that's bulky or oversized, um, anything with smooth straight lines like our coffin shelf. So it would be perfect for these kind of products. Anything opposite to these traits, I would say would not be a good fit. Like something with like a really complex texture that a render cannot imitate uh, would probably not be a good um, I, uh, option for 3D rendering. Okay. Going going quickly back to you know, something I forgot to ask about, but just came to my mind uh, about the photography. I, I guess it could be 3D rendering. Like when we're doing like lifestyle uh, images and you're deciding what to, you know, who to shoot and things like that. So, so you guys, uh, or when you were working at AMZ one step, what they did was, you know, they had different models that they contracted with and, and, you know, different Airbnbs, but like, are, are you talking to the Amazon sellers in those days and saying, Hey, who's your target market? Um, like if it's, if it's, you know, a senior citizen, like, you know, you, you're not using a 22 year old college student model or, or like, is, does yes. that level go into the planning stage or, or how yes. do you decide that? That is very important. That's a very good question, actually, like looking at the target demographic and you can get all, all of this information. Sometimes we'd ask them, sometimes brands aren't even aware of who their target audience looks, looks like, because we would also work with brands starting out, right? So in that case where you don't have any data, you want to look at similar products like with a similar market and kind of see, um, you know, their business reports and stuff like that and see what the demographic looks like. But if you already have an established brand, in that case, you can always go to brand analytics and kind of see where most of your sales are coming from. They'll divide it by age, income, you know, 
um, different filters. So that's a great place to kind of check what your target demographic looks like. And then making sure that your listing images, the models that you use for your listing images are exactly what your target audience looks like. So if it's a unisex product, it's so important to include a male and female model, because a lot of the times from what I've seen as a buyer, like a lot of um, male audience, they're going to look at a product and if they don't see a male model in there, they're just going to automatically assume it's not for men. Hmm. So this is one of the reasons why it's so important. And there's also been studies showing that if you're, um, if, if people see their own um, ethnicity in a picture, they're more likely to go for that product. So that's another thing to cover. Diversity is so, so important these days, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, good to know. Now, um, let, let's just say, hey, I can't afford 3D uh, renders right now, which, by the way, guys, is not as expensive as you might think. A lot of it is 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 the same or even cheaper sometimes than, than really professional uh, product photography. But let's just say I can't afford 3D rendering. I can't afford like a professional studio. You know, I can't just drop a thousand dollars right now. What I can afford is, you know, I can pay somebody 50 or 100 dollars to like edit all my images to make them real crisp. But again, it comes back to that initial image. So we talked a little bit about that. Hey, can I do it with the iPhone? But let's just talk about main image. All right. White background. I don't have a, a photo studio. I don't have, I don't know what it's called, like a light box or whatever, you know, yeah. how can I make that initial white background? Can I just like snap it um, as is and then have the person Photoshop everything out? Or would it help if I actually put like a white sheet, <laughs> like, you know, down and yeah. I, I took the picture there or what, what, what should I do? You know, I, I did the backpack at home and my at my studio wasn't set up at the time. So I literally took like a chart paper. You can even use a cloth, <laughs> put it against the wall and then put one on like a table. And I put the bag on top of it um, so that the background and the bottom of the product is plain white. And that's it. Like, that's all you have to do. Take a good quality picture, send it to an editor and they'll make it look nice and clean. So yeah. you don't really I, I need still that think kind of investment. I, I think that's better than what I see a lot of Amazon sellers do is they use the stock photography and then they just like Photoshop like you know things on like like they'll take a, a an image of somebody holding up their hand like this. By the way, guys, don't forget, you know, we actually do these these um uh, podcast on, on YouTube now too, like a week later. So if it sounds like I'm saying, look at something, that's because this is the YouTube version <laughs> here, but, uh, you know, like there will be like a stock photography with somebody with their hand up like this and then they'll put something, but then it looks so fake. It's like so annoying yes. to me. I like literally as a buyer have like purposely not bought a product. I was like, wow, this price looks good. And it looks like, but then I look at the images. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, man. This, this just doesn't look, it does. It just doesn't give me confidence. Uh, if, if I, if it looks like this seller is like just doing some cheap, cheap, uh, ripoff and, uh, of it, of an image or, or it's obviously not to scale, you know, like, yeah. like a coffin shelf on a wall and they just Photoshop it on a stock photography house, but then mm -hmm. it looks way bigger. Got not, not only is that unprofessional guys, but let's just say somebody didn't even look, uh, uh, didn't even like care about that kind of thing. But imagine they look at that image and they think it's one size and now they get it. And it's like, wait a minute, this is too small or too big. Well, guess what? There, there's a bad review right there. There's a return. So really important, you know, to 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 not not do those really cheap, uh, you know, uh, yeah. um, photoshopping. It needs to be correct to the scale. Like when a person looks at it, not only add measurements, but also like something for point of scale, right? Like including a hand in there, or you know, like even a pencil if it's like a smaller product. You know, just 
it, it's really important to give them that idea. Yeah, I agree. So talking about multiple images, you know, one thing uh, I know you and Chevalier are working on this project with, uh, I think uh, it's Lisette who was in Freedom Ticket, who was was talking about Amazon Post. But y- you mentioned, you know, taking multiple shots, you know, to get the right one for your for the Amazon listing. But but a lot of these additional images that you're taking either with your cell phone or, or if, if it's the agents or a photography studio who, who takes it, you could repurpose this for Amazon Post, right? Yes, that's correct. Like, I think a lot of the pictures on Amazon posts are taken with uh, your cell phone. So really, you can repurpose these pictures in there um, with like infographics that you have with text. You can remove the text and post that in there as well. Okay. Yeah. So um, look out, guys. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be ready like in a month or so. We're going to have some some cool blogs that that show how we're doing the Manny's Mysterious Oddities and um, possibly the 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 um, the egg tray and different things like that um, in Amazon Post just to, just to kind of give you guys a, an idea of of how that works. Now uh, we we recently sent to uh, AMZ One Step. Because you know we don't we don't we 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 wanted to outsource this instead of using our own photogra- photographers who are all pretty busy right now. But all of our like um, coffin shelves and we have different ones now. So have they started doing anything? Like have you told them to do anything or what? what what's the plan there? What what were I don't even remember now what we were trying to do there. Yeah, no, we're creating images for Amazon posts, and so a lot of them will be lifestyle images, right? Uh, with models or showing how to like what setting it should be in. And again, like this goes again, touching back on the, back on the lifestyle images point, like there doesn't have to be a model. So anyway, um, the Amazon post images, we're working on that and they've come up with an image plan, which we've, um, you know, okayed and it's in the process of photography right now. Okay, cool. Go editing and should be out soon, hopefully. Yeah. So, so remember guys, you know, there's, um, it might seem expensive at first when 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 you're doing this, you know, photo shoots and, and and things like that. But but it's not just to get seven images. All right, you got to think about your A plus content. You know, you don't want to use the same exact images from your listing in the A plus content. You want to use different ones so you can use those additional shots. You can repurpose these things for Amazon posts. You can repurpose this. Like let's say you're building a brand and and your website. You know, you want to put on your website. You want to put on your Instagram uh, Instagram feed. So there's so many different things that that you can repurpose these initial photo shoots so don't look at it as like a you know a thousand dollars fifteen hundred dollar investment and i'm only getting seven images out of it there are so many other things that you can use these images and and that's why it is always worth worth it to 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 put the right um in investment in it so um you know we've mentioned amz one step here they're in the trusted partner directory i'm not sure how many other studios if any we have but 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 check it out guys directory.helium10.com um, you know, there might be a, a service provider there that can help you with your uh, product uh, imaging needs. Now, uh, we, we I don't remember what you did for the last time, but the last time you were on the podcast, we asked you at the end to give you your, your TST, your 30-second tip. So something about, uh, you know, photography or Amazon images, what would be your 30-second tip for everybody out there? I would say research your target demographic, research your competition, and have your brand reflect all that information. Okay. Short and to the point. You, 10 seconds. The T for TST <laughs> stood for a 10 second tip. I, I like it. You know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes with Kevin King, he'll go 10 minutes instead of, instead of fast. But, but, but guys, what, what she said is, 
is super important. You know, um, you are spending a lot of money on this and you want it to be the best it can be. Don't just do it based on your own knowledge. You know, um, if you if you're redoing product photos for an existing listing, well, you have the benefit of knowing who your demographic is, especially if you have brand analytics, you can go in there and see what age group, you know, what gender, um, et cetera. And that, that could help you. But if you don't have that information, you know, you might want to, you know, use a helium 10 audience or, or pick um, to, to try and get some of that information, but do that research, uh, research your competitors. One thing I, I, I love about, um, another favorite podcast guest of ours, Tomer Rabinovich, um, he talked about how, what he does when he goes to the, the photographers who are going to do photo shoots or goes to the, the, the picture editors, he actually prints out the, the top images of his, of the top competition, the top existing competition. And it says, Hey, this is what's working guys out there. Just do something better. Like, don't, you don't want to, you know, change it too much. Like you don't, Hey, everybody is using, um, you know, a red background. So I'm going to use a, a hot pink background just to be different. Like if something's working, you know, stick with it, but you can always improve on it. So, so do that research like Leilama said. So anyways, Leilama, we hope you, uh, uh, have a safe journey back here to North America and we'll be Thank seeing you. you, um, soon and, and look forward to reading these blogs and, and look forward to your contributions in the future. Yes. A lot of exciting stuff coming up. So stay tuned and, um, yeah, make sure you follow us.